بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته مرحب بكم أهلا وسهلا This is Ziad Abu Zaid with another short thought Today, or rather tonight something that's been on my mind is perspective or your viewing perspective Now, back, way back in the day um, you know, while I was you know, playing tennis and was more of a tennis fan than a tennis player where, you know, I played casually, but I really like to watch tennis on TV. Um, I had an expectation of what it was like to be a tennis player, like, like a professional tennis player. Um, you know, when you're a kid and you're watching sports on TV and whatnot, especially the sport that you're playing, you know, it kind of goes through your mind, you try to imagine, you know, yourself and, you know, on TV and whatnot. And with that, you end up, you know, having a vision of how are you going to do it or what it's going to look like while you do it. And so when you try to strive for it without really, you know, say formal instruction or, you know, intended instruction, you, you know, basically copy what you see on TV or you copy what you think you're seeing on TV. And looking back at that, I realized that a lot of opinions, conclusions, understandings, and therefore applications or interpretations of various things are tied to your field of view or like your, your angle of view for that field. Now, when I first started, you know, working with, with a coach who, you know, I told, Hey, I want to be, you know, kind of said, I want to be a professional tennis player. Um, I know like, I think one of the very first coaches I had when I, when I was first starting tennis, like he told my parents, ah, you know, maybe he'll play high school or something like that, but not, not really much else past that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't even remember him him saying that, but he, he said to my parents. But with with when I started having that, you know, a coach who you know was gonna, was uh, serious about helping me out with you know being a professional tennis player and being open about it. Um, the first thing he had to fix with me was fixing my perspective on what's going to work and what's not going to work. Now, when you're watching tennis on TV, uh, you don't necessarily see the height of the ball over the net. Um, that, you know, the field, the field of view, you're kind of like high up, um, you know, so you can kind of see both sides of the court. It's, it's mainly good for seeing people moving the ball around left and right, but not really up and down. So when you're seeing a ball on TV going fast back and forth you you know it doesn't it doesn't come to you what what's going on other than they're hitting the ball hard moving fast and they're making each other run around a lot so when i tried to copy when i would try to copy that on the court you know i'd swing you know swing as as hard as i could as fast as i could and ultimately you had to keep the ball low or else the ball would fly out you know fly way out of the court so you're stuck with hitting low flat hard balls back and forth and you think things are going well because you you know what what you're seeing there 
is matching what you what you think you're seeing on the television. So it seems to be okay. Or you know, all all it really takes is really to be able to hit the ball hard and fast, and be athletic, and you know, it'll it should work out. Um, but that ended up not being the case. Completely opposite. You know, what my coach you know had me do when I first started was hit the ball very slow and very high um, over the net and try to get the ball you know, really deep to the baseline. And, you know, he would always tell me that, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's, this isn't going to win you matches now working like this, but it's going to help you win matches later or help you deal with better opponents later. So, you know, if nothing else back then, I, I did what I was told, uh, or I, I got, you know, I, I listened eventually, although I guess I was stubborn. So it was it was interesting, you know, having him try to slowly change my perspective on what's actually going on. Um, and with that came, you know, a whole whole lot of things I had to I had to rearrange for myself. You know, learning proper tennis first had to start with me having a you know, having proper vision or prop, you know, just proper perspective. Um, you know, one of the things, he, you know, he, he would tell me is, you know, don't stop hitting so low to the net or stop hitting so low and flat to the net. It's, it make it's going to make you feel good. It'll help you, you know, it might help, help you win against, you know, kids your age, but it's not going to help you be a professional tennis player. It's not how how they play. They play differently than than what you're doing. You're playing junior tennis, where they're playing pro tennis. It's different kinds of tennis. It's not the same. They're hitting you're, you're hitting a ball, and that's about this where the similarities similarities end. You know, there's a lot more than than that we need that what needs to be done, and even in, even the off court things. You know, you imagine. Um, you know, being, say, you know, being rich and famous and whatnot, being successful as an athlete, you know, you'll have, like, all this, all this extra social attention and whatnot, but, you know, one of the very first things, and at least on that, on, on the off-court perspective that my coach drilled into me was, you know, you're basically going to trade it, trade your social life to, for competency in this sport, you know, not going out with friends after school, not, going to movies not you know not even eating the right the same foods you know very you know keep your diet it's, it's a strict diet strict regimen of, of exercises and whatnot and you know your, your life is but you're basically pouring your life into this and he said you know if you if you have any thoughts if you have any intentions of, of having a, a relationship you should probably you can probably give them up now because you're not gonna be able to you know it's not gonna work most you know most people you know aren't uh aren't gonna just sit around you know having you know in a relationship and then you know the other, they're while you're basically doing all this athlete stuff and you're literally not gonna have time for them because again you want to get good at something or yeah you want to get proficient at something and even then you know it was some it was hard it was hard to understand at the moment but looking back, like it, it made it just made complete sense. Where, you know, the the best time, the you know, the, I made the most progress when I invested everything, 
whether it be, you know, my body for all these exercises, runs, sprints, weights, my mind for th- just thinking about tennis, thinking about, okay, you know, this is the game I played last week. This is what went wrong. This is what went, went right. How do I, you know, make the wrong stuff happen less and the right stuff happen more? And, you know, watching, just watching matches and, and trying to, you know, think of, you know, think of what's going on, catch patterns, visualize myself, um, and just overall not having energy to do anything else. Like growing up, my idea of relaxation was like sitting on a couch with something cold and fizzy, like a seltzer or whatnot. Um, not even Coke because, you know, know, back then Coke and Pepsi were considered arsenic for me. So no more of that stuff. Um, and just doing, you know, just doing nothing because I would have no energy to do anything. Um, you know, the concept of, you know, going to a, a a party or whatnot was, did not, you know, just did, did not exist. Um, so even now, for example, like going out with people. It's, it feels weird. It feels like, like something I have, to, I have to really push myself to do. I mean, we're in a pandemic, so we're not going anywhere anyway. But, um, you know, before, for example, just, you know, even, a lot of my personality traits are still remnants of when I was giving my all to know, to learn how to play tennis. And, you know, the when it comes to, you know, competency and, having an idea of what it takes to be, you know, to be at any, you know, significant level, um, let alone the highest level, um, seeing and seeing and experiencing different levels, the, you know, the different tiers of, 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 of effort that people do. Um, it just opens things up a lot more. Um, and it changes my perspective from being, when I'm watching others from being a consumer to being a learner. So, you know, before when I would watch tennis, it would be for, you know, for consumption and entertainment. So I would, I would, I would, you know, take in what's going on, but I wouldn't like process, you know, there wouldn't be any post-processing in my head, breaking things down and, 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 and into little pieces that I could use to, to make myself better. It was more of just for the entertainment and feel good value of what was going on on the screen. And, you know, with that mentality, you know, anything that, that was seen as good, you know, when, when, I was, when I was playing junior tournaments, if a person was hitting the ball hard, you know, because it kind of matched my, that perspective on what was going on TV, you know, I, was be, I would be easily intimidated if a person can, can hit hard or run fast. Um, even though, you know, in reality, that, that's, it does not compare at all. And it just came from from that little from that warped perspective. Um, and again, like my my coach spent a lot of time having to to unwind that that part of myself. Um, and you know what we would do when I was fifteen. Um, you know, he pushed me to sign up as a wild card for a pro tournament, and because I was a local player. The I, I trained at the, at the place where the tournament was being held, um, and they didn't have a full draw. They I got a wild card 
So I got, you know, I was in the qualities of, of a professional tennis tournament. And I ended up playing some Italian guy who, who, you know, beat me pretty bad. But from that experience, I was able to feel, you know, feel the power that they have, see their athleticism, and see how I compared myself. And see, you know, and, and, and just kind of get all that nervousness out of out of my system. You know, if nothing else, I had four game points. So even though I got double bageled, four game points on my serve, two on my two on my serve and two on his serve. You know, it was it was something. You know, that was like a little bit of an eye opening experience, where I was like, oh, okay, now I see why. You know, trying to play like a junior is not gonna not gonna cut it here. You know, you know it, because it, the way I was playing as you know growing up, up to that point. It was basically preparing myself to be food for these guys. So, I got as an example, you know, one of my thing, one of the lessons my coach, you know, gave me when he was teaching me, you know, to hit a little bit higher with spin. He was saying that when you're hitting the ball low, and you know, and fast, one in reality for these guys, it's very easily redirectable. It's very easy for them to hit that hit that shot back as as good as it looks from your end, and two, it turns the tennis match into a foot race. So it really just becomes who's faster. If you allow yourself to get yourself caught in a foot race and you're not faster, of course you're going to make the other guy look really good. Or if you're faster than the other guy, you're going to look really good. But, you know, again, if it's if it's only a foot race, then, you know, the tennis skill isn't really the what's, what, what's, what's being highlighted. It's the um, athleticism. So... Like I was seeing, okay, so if I if I'm if I try to play, you know, way I think, you know, that, that looks good visually, um, I'm I'm just gonna make the guy other guy look good, and you know the only times I had you know, was able to squeeze success squeeze points out of these guys at this level was when I turned it into a back into a tennis match. So if nothing else, if they're gonna beat me, they're gonna at least beat me with their best or you know at, at on the path to their best so it, it you know so at least if if, the, if i can get them to have to use you know have to use their game the actual game the actual game against me and not just like you know you know just bounce my shots back off with, with me kind of you know chasing back and forth um at least you know changed my view of what did i need to do to be a tennis player, or at least know what I'm doing, because you know, if nothing else, no matter what your expectations are of of how far you want to go into something, I always want to at least know what I'm doing out there. And not knowing what you're doing out there is a very annoying feeling to have. And so the next year, so when I was 16, you know, I was able to get back out and into another pro tournament, and even crazier was you know now with 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 you know some more time you know more more time on court more practices more a little like more of a uh reinvigorated effort on my part um you know i was able to actually get out of uh get around in doubles at least so i made it the uh, let's see the quarterfinals of doubles and that was even crazy, you know, even crazier. So now, not only I was, I was, you know, 
being able to see, see that okay, all these things that my coaches that my coach has been teaching me, they're actually starting to work, and they're actually I'm actually able to kind of see, you know the you know how I'm able to you know hang with these guys if nothing else if I'm able to hang and and show that I know what I'm doing, that was very self fulfilling, and from then you know. You know, again, my, my coach would always would always, you know, watch, take stats, always trying to to keep my perspective grounded. So I'm not hyping up these guys, but at the same time, I understand the level that the, the height, the, you know, the, le- the amount of commitment, the level they're at for my own effort. So again, what what so what we used to think is okay. I would set these guys up way too high, but I would also, but I also not understand the level that I took to get there. So it, it, it put yourself in a self-defeating loop. So not only do you think you can't reach them, you don't, you know, you 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 know you can't reach them, but you don't even think you can even, you know, walk, get close to them. So, you know, when you when you properly estimate the the work that you have to put in you start to understand the level that these guys are actually at and you get to appreciate it more. And if nothing, the biggest, you know, benefit is it keeps you motivated and consistent in your efforts to reach that level. So one of the things now that I noticed was sitting right behind a person when they're playing as opposed to like way above them, you know, it helped me understand, it started helping me to kind of look at how high they're hitting the ball. And, you know, on YouTube, for example, you know, I've come across some uh, videos of uh, guys like Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, um, Wawrinka, uh, Chilich, all, you know, some, a bunch of these random guys playing, but then, you know, the, the per- person who's taking the video is like sitting right behind them. And you're able to see how they change, how they're able to control the height of the ball. Based on the shot they're hitting, um, the Dow's even you know, the Dow's like, especially because the shot that the Dow hits is more or less the shot that my coach was trying to you know build towards me. Um, you know, having a very high, heavy topspin shot that with the intention of pushing the opponent back, but seeing that, seeing that high, the high, the way he was able to put all that height in the ball while keeping it very fast and spinny and, you know, very heavy, that, you know, blew my mind because at least I know the shot, I know the shot I'm capable of hitting when I'm, when I'm trying to attempt that. And to see that difference and, and, and how much better he can do it, you know, now it's instead of me, you know, watching Nadal play for entertainment and to look for a highlight, you know, some highlight shot, that's gonna show up on you know later on on a YouTube video. Now, when I look at these, when I look at all these players, you know, Nadal in particular, but everyone else, now I'm, I I I know what I what I want to look for. I know what I want to use to study, so I can you know replicate that shot. It's not as as a feel good mechanism, but as preparation for myself, so I can increase my capability out there. And it's interesting because, you know, lately I've, I've uh, come across some guys who, um, you know, played D1 and whatnot and, you know, 
coached at a high level at least, um, you know, in the parks. And so at least I, I, I have guys to hit with. And, you know, when I hit, you know, uh, the normal low shot and whatnot, you know, we can get a, a good back and forth going uh, for a workout for both of us. But as soon as I throw in, you know, that, that kind of more um, high spinning penetrating shot, right away I, I notice, oh, like it, the, shot hit off, the shot they hit off that is a little bit weaker or shorter. And, you know, and now it's like it comes back to me, man, that, this is the shot that my coach was trying to teach me. To have the perspective to look for, have this you know perspective to understand, and I can see it's it's actually it, it still works, you know, because again you you try to hit like a like a low flat a low flat fast shot against you know a guy who's you know doing it a lot more than you can, um, of course it's gonna you know, mess you up. You're gonna you're gonna get wrecked, you know. And he told me you know you know you're still in school. You know I was in high school when I was trying to you know really do all this pro stuff. And he said, you know, while you're in school learning how to do math and whatnot, you have guys spending that time practicing on out on the court, you know. And you know, obviously, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, trying to get me to like, quit school or anything. But you know, rather on, on the other hand, you know, he wanted me to, you know, pursue higher education and whatnot. But um, you know, he said to put to kind of put me in perspective of having you know the level of respect and um, desire to more in the court you know while you're in school while you're doing all, all all your homework and whatnot these guys are putting in are putting in hours and hours in the tennis court and so if you if you want if you you know want to be able to not get crushed by them if you want to actually be able to beat these guys despite that difference in experience you're going to have to make sure the quality of your time training is like as high as you can make it so that again it was a change from perspective for me you know you can't like casually i wasn't going to be i wasn't going to be a casual you know tennis player at this point if i wanted to you know reach these levels i had to be i had to put in the best effort i could i could and you know at, at to a certain point neglect as neglect as much as i can elsewhere so you know friendships Man, what else? Friendships and I guess general competency and, and everything else. But like the biggest thing was by understanding and having a proper perspective of the level of commitment required and what was good and what was not good. You know, that helped me have motivation to train, helped me motivation to get up, um, run, you know, the six, seven miles do all the sprints, you know, go through all those hundred ball practices and whatnot, and all the, what you would consider monotonous and the boring part, you know, uh, even on, you know, on TV, when you see people training, it's, you know, it's like a three minute montage of how they're preparing and whatnot when it comes to, you know, most, I guess, athletes and whatnot. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, unless you've gone through it, you know, it's there to to for your to for you to consume, not necessarily for you to use, and that's that's a big thing for me. You know, understanding, having the having the perception of being a consumer of you know what you're being fed, 
and taking it for the purpose of, of bettering yourself. And this, you know, this, this kind of came back, um, early on when I was trying to learn more about Islam was the concept of, you know, going to a class or whatnot, or, you know, listening to someone speaking for the purpose of consumption or for the purpose of education. And, you know, I came up, I guess I was coming up during the time when you had like all these uh, random conferences and lectures and whatnot, they're being kind of advertised. Um, and, you know, the, the, the feel that you would get from them, people would go to them and, and, you know, they, they, they would feel good, you know, listening to what and whatnot, but like a week later, they wouldn't really think other than telling you what, what the thing was about, they couldn't, you know, bring you any tangible benefit out of it. Um, other than that, you know, it felt good and it hurt, you know, it was looked good and I can write like, you know, like a, like a post about it or something on Facebook afterwards and get a bunch of likes. Um, you know, the, so the, the perspective that people have of like, what, what, what is, um, what's sincerity, what's like religiousness supposed to look like, um, like, you know, for the most part, early on, until I really started, like, making effort and going to the masjid, going, you know, and learning from, you know, someone in person, you know, you kind of get what you think is good off, again, internet or, I mean, there's nothing on TV but usually, but mostly internet and whatnot. And, you know, internet, a lot of it is for your consumption. It's it's presented out there for you to be you know, entertained so uh, uh, more or less and i guess yeah it was it was a while so you, you kind of you kind of have an idea of you know what's a what's what's a scholar what's what is it was a pi- what's piety um you know, what does a scholar, scholar look like and you know, and if you certain parts of the internet, I'm sure you you'll probably you know you probably get an an idea of a hyped up version of, you know, um, what does it mean to defend Islam or or whatnot. Um, and you know, nowadays I see that um, there's two or three main kind of funky perspectives out there. So one, it's like person, you know, uh, thinks that what it takes to be a scholar is you learn a bunch of stuff, um, that you can use to kind of sound competent, um, bunch of, I guess, keywords and whatnot. Um, and you put yourself out there to argue and I you know, that's, that's one, that's, you know, if you're depending on, on, on on what you're looking for, that's one thing you'd see. Um, you know, people who can argue or, you know, I don't want to say put a reputation out, but something along those lines where you can throw in a bunch of words and whatnot, pages and quotes, uh, throw a bunch of, re- you know, throw a bunch of references out there. And, you know, that's like, you know, a good level of 
scarly intellect. Whereas on another end of, of the spectrum, you know, what if, you know, people, you know, will, I guess, are presented, you know, the stories of people in the past who, who, you know, conquered lands and whatnot, um, you know, engaged in the military struggle way back when, and kind of like the piety is to do that, I guess. Um, and, you know, guys just take on that persona, um, take on that perspective, I guess. And that's kind of like what they see is as like that level. That's how much effort that you, that you need to put in is, so I guess, be willing to, yeah, do all, all, all the stuff out there. And then when it comes to, you know, what is sincerity, what's, you know, what is proper manners and, and whatnot, you know, it's all, it's all kind of like, it all ties down to what kind of extreme are you getting? Um, because again, like, you know, there, there's a, there's a balanced method. There's a balanced and realistic, you know, path out there. And then there's all these kinds of extremes that are kind of based on some sort of limited and incomplete perspective. So just like, you know, I thought, you know, tennis involved swinging hard and fast and running around. I'm sure there's people out there who um, think that, you know, being sincere or being strong or being knowledgeable um, involves some sort of warped perspective that they have. So, you know, a person who, who who's willing to say, you know, you know, have nice character and whatnot, but you know, when you look closely, it seems that they're kind of compromising things here and there to fit in or to, you know, reach a wider audience of people who otherwise would care less about worshiping Allah alone or following the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Or, you know, a person, um, you know, has an idea of what, what it takes to, to learn about, about Islam. Or to, you know, really say you know what you're doing. And then you look a little bit closely and it's like they're not really, you know, it doesn't give, you don't really, they're not really giving the impression that they're sitting in, that they're actually sitting in and, and learning because, you know, there's no way a person who's formally trying to learn deeply about the religion is going to have that much time to talk about it on the internet. Um, or a person who, you know, he's, you know, who will, um, you know, go on as being, as, as being zealous, but when we look about it, it's like they're kind of unhinged, you know, they're throwing out words like kufr or bid'ah or whatnot, and you can tell they're, yeah, they're not really putting in the time either, um, they've kind of like, you know, stuck at a certain level and they're just going to run with it. Um, and everything else, everything they, they look at is used to kind of consume to maintain that perspective, right? Because when, you know, if you're learn, if you're putting your time, the time to learn, you're going to go through changes and it's going to be slow changes. It's going to be 
gradual change, well, slow and gradual, the same thing, but slow changes, it's going to be um, small changes at a time that are going to accumulate, but it's ultimately going to get you to respect the level. Now, the more I train tennis, the less I spent time consuming tennis, if that makes sense. So, I didn't really care about, um, you know, watching matches on TV. Um, I wanted to be out on the court playing. And if I was watching a match, I wanted to be sitting right there and looking for, okay, all I needed to see is one mistake of this guy. If I can see that mistake, then I know, you know, I can figure out a way to replicate it. Or I'm, I'm waiting to see what this guy likes to do off, off these kinds of shots. If I see it, then I know how I can approach it later. And that, I see, I feel like that experience has, has kind of carried on well, you know. Again, it's like all the, all these things I, I've come across in tennis, I end up coming across them again um, later in life. And again, so the second time you see it is usually when you start to get it a little bit, you know, actually start to get a little bit more. The first time you, even if you get it the first time, the second time you it hits, it, it, it feels a little different. So having that same, that same path, um, you know, makes you think, think a lot. Now, when I first um, got in, you know, when I first, like, I guess, attending adults regularly, um, you know, the only, I guess, the highest level of people I was experiencing was just, would be just like, as far as, like, practicing and learning this and whatnot was, I guess, the imam and whatnot. Um, so, if nothing else, at least I started, you know, kind of observing the imam carefully. What did he, you know, do um, in various situations that I was around? Um, if he was talking to someone, I would look at, okay, how is this guy, how is he talking? Um, if he's, you know, giving a class, how is he giving a class? You know, like, for example, I, I would, I would notice that, okay, the imam is, he's reading, he's, um, you know, reading from, from a book usually, um, that, I guess, some older, uh, more established scholar had, had written, um, but I would notice that as he's reading, his eyes go from the page to the people, and he's trying to make usually tries to make eye contact with one, one or two people at a time, and he's you know kind of trying to see like what what they're doing, um, and you know kind of everything else that 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 you know this uh, that you know, the imam or or the other people who you know were around him did, you know. I'd, observe it very carefully because that's kind of like you know what i did from tennis so if if he's if he you know says something if he tries to say a joke or whatnot or he says something that's right or wrong or anything in between you know i'm looking at it and not necessarily just to consume it but i want to see okay i want to learn i want to see how's this guy applying what he's saying or what he's you know trying to teach us um and that you know, it helped me get a, get a, a more, I guess a, a a better perspective of at least for, uh, you know a better handle of you know what to do for myself 
to get to you know become better as overall um so seeing seeing the amount of quran that other people in the masjid were, were reading um you know hearing the the hadith that all the other kids were memorizing um seeing everyone you know make wudu properly that again helped me get get a, you know a, a perspective on the level i was at and you know how to increase that level and so like now when you know i'd read about um the various bi- you know biographies of you know various scholars in the past um and just seeing how like man okay so this so if i'm reading this correctly like this person would you know would spend half the night in prayer you know following that 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 sunnah that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would do um you know that by fasting these guys would do the um the various acts of worship they would perform um and the various ways they would help others to the point where you know you only hear about it long after the fact. You don't, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, you're, you're, you're going to come across it later or come across it now, but then at, later on when, when people start to really try to dig in, then they start then they start uncovering all of these good deeds that you do as opposed to all the bad, bad deeds. May Allah protect us from having our bad deeds exposed and ruining us. I mean. But again, it, it helped it always comes down to tying your perspective to your performance. The way you see things is eventually going to be how, how the way you're going to act upon them. And so that's one, one thing I appreciate from, from spending time, um, you know, spending time in the masjid, especially in going through all those classes was seeing Seeing you know someone who's 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 you know trying to do it seriously, um, and even even if it's if if you're not able to see like the highest level people do it, if you're seeing people who are taking it seriously do it, it gives you an, a, a sense of motivation um, and a sense of understanding of how to apply it for yourself. And so nowadays, um, you know, I've noticed now that a lot of people are, are putting things, whether it be content or whatnot, um, with a, with, you know, uh, I guess I would say a bigger hint of, of taste for consumption into it. So, you know, a lot of things that come out there are really for others to consume, whether it be them to consume to make him feel good or to make him feel bad it, it still comes out it's still consumption it's still you know proper performance requires proper fuel you know there was a while when i was able to live off of um pepsi and potato chips and pizza and cake and all that stuff but you know once once i had a, once i started getting on the idea of perspective of what food i need to eat to perform as hard as i want to perform to play tennis as well as i'm going to play tennis to get as high as i need to get like boom i got to change up everything 
it's the point where like I would, you know, you know, people, my friends would tell me, you know, would tell me that, you know, I treated, um, you know, anything that wasn't like what I saw as really healthy as arsenic. And so like I was consuming food to feel, you know, that, that felt good because, you know, my perspective back then was, okay, all I really need to do is just eat, eat a lot. And because I'm exercising, I can, I can burn it all off and I'll be fine. But in reality, it was in order for me to exercise as hard as I need to do to perform as well as I need to do, I need to eat, you know, proper, pure foods. And likewise, the same thing, like there's, I'm sure there's things out there that you can, they can consume to make you feel good about yourself. But when it comes to learning, you know, because one of the biggest things we have to do is, is actually learn what we're doing out here. When it comes to learning, you have to consume for your own progression. I was trying to think of a word. I kind of forgot what I wanted to say halfway in that sentence. So again, like, yeah, consumption versus learning, I guess, or education. Like I know, I know a word that was thrown out like when I, back when I first when I started I, back when I first became Muslim was uh, edutainment. So it's kind of like you know, what was the trend was they had all these like lectures that you know people really started you know calling them entertainment because they're more of like for entertain entertainment purposes than for um, education. You know, like real education, obviously, you know, you have to you know, cater to the people and make things easy for them to, to take in. But, you know, when, 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 there, when there's too much bait and not enough hook, you're not going to pull them out of the depths of ignorance. Well, that's actually a pretty good analogy. Yeah, if you put too much bait and not enough hook, you're not going to get a big fish. You'll get a bunch of other fishes that'll, that'll eat it up. But they're still gonna stay in the ocean, so yeah, I guess it comes it comes down to looking at what you need and understanding that you know when it comes to learning something, it you have to you know put in some effort. You know you have to respect the level that it takes, respect the effort that it takes to you know make progress. And you know, I mean, for me, I I, I don't really have an intention of ever being an Islamic scholar or whatnot. But if nothing else, I'd like to, you know, at least with tennis back then, know what I'm doing out there and, you know, have a simple game plan in life that is easy to maintain and easy to build on and yeah, not, not make any crazy unforced errors out there. So yeah, that's kind of my ramble for today. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.